Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bombastic Podcast, Episode 2, the sequel. Funny thing about the Bombastic Podcast is I didn't like the name. I wanted it to be called Daniel and the Diabetics, but Lindsay and Brent both thought that would be better as a boy band name. Before we get into it, I just wanted to let everyone know we are now on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor, and we are working on distributing into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, and a score of others. If there's any specific platform you want us to distribute to, you can let us know. Uh, Lindsay, you want to tell them about how to contact us? A good way to contact us is social media. We right now are on Instagram mainly. You can also shoot out comments or likes or anything on our YouTube page. But ideally, we would like to structuralize a Facebook, a Twitter, and any other kind of popular social media going around. And that would be under the name of the underscore bombastic underscore podcast or just the bombastic podcast. And with those, obviously, share us some ideas, some suggestions, your favorite segment, or even maybe your favorite food, whatever it is. And maybe if you have the best idea, maybe your fan art or your idea will be featured on the show. All right. I think that's the longest I've ever been silent. All right. So uh, quick recap. So let you know, we have been receiving your feedback. We fine-tuned this episode a little bit towards it. And then we want to give a quick shout out to Taylor, who sent us our first piece of fan art. Who, uh, Thank you, Taylor. Ba- based on episode one, I said that I was able to imagine a bear wearing a purple wig. I clearly was not because this picture truly put it in my mind. If you're watching the YouTube video, it's up there now. And we will try and post it to social media. So shout out to Taylor. But with this podcast, we're going to do three more sections today. We're going to do another hypothetical. We're going to do a dream journal section. And then we're also going to do a new one called The Next Big Thing. Lindsay, you've got our first hypothetical for us. Yep, sure do, Brent. Our hypothetical is three. there will be a 300% increase to all of your human ability, strength, agility, speed. Uh, and that is due to an endoskeleton. But nothing else has changed um, except from the fact that you have to charge this endoskeleton every day. And if you don't charge it, you will be unable to move and you will need to be able to have someone come recharge you, more or less. So, yeah, basically, I came up with this a while ago and I find it a little bit. So basically, you like, I'm a surgeon. I've come up to you and said, listen, bro, I've got this company. It's called Endoskeleton. What we're going to do is we're going to surgically implant this endoskeleton into you, like to every bone. And so the benefits are you're going to get the 300% increase, like you said. So run, jump, but like you can't see farther because your skeleton, believe it or not, does not affect that. Uh, I told you we were a science podcast. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, but the the drawback, like you said, is that you need to be charged every single night. And it's like you don't need a crazy charger, like literally just your basic 120 volt uh, plug. You like your, you plug your iPhone charger in and then under it, you plug yourself in like no big deal. But the one also stipulation is you can't carry a generator with you because that would like eliminate the um uh, like the entire point of it, 
but so basically and that would use up the 300 percent increase to things by carrying around a generator well no not necessarily they were pretty small generators but uh so and then like you said completely immobile so it's like you're aware and you can like wake up and stuff but you can't move any like bone or muscle pretty much in your body that requires a skeleton and uh so like you're not just dead in the water someone could be a nice guy and it's like hey i'll plug you in for you but um yeah that's very much it daniel thoughts um well first of all thank you electrical engineer for knowing the standard voltage of a wall outlet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's rms value of course I'm terribly um, terrified that I got that wrong now because it's also can be 240, but that's because uh, electrical houses uh, wired in three phase, and so I didn't pay enough attention in circus one. But I'm 90 percent sure it's 120 volt uh, um, AC. Okay, well, three phase power doesn't exist because I don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Yeah, yeah. Scientists injected this endoskeleton into me. I, no, you are, you are not the Wolverine. You, uh, you, it was surgically no, I, I, implanted. I, it, the endoskeleton has been implanted. Yeah, correct. And 300% boost, but I got to plug myself in. Yep. Now, where is this cord? Uh, it's directly in your belly button. It's, it's the, your new umbilical cord. Unfortunately, it only has a three-foot range. Um, do I have you can't use an extension control cord, over this cord? What do you mean by that? Like, can I can I control it like a tail? Uh, we're gonna go with no, but you can like retract it within yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just two prongs hanging out of my belly button. <laughs> well, uh, do, do, you, do you think you could charge yourself without a grounding prong? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, you have three prongs. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know. Uh, so well, what, what's, what's the situation? Like, what am I going to do? Well, so it's just, where are you going to spring for it? So I'll start off because like, I, I've thought about this a decent amount of times, talk, told a couple people about it. 100% sign me up, slice me open, insert a mechanical endoskeleton into me right now. Because 300% ability, number one, I'm on the face of every Wheaties box in America. Like that alone, <laughs> I, I'm happy with that. I, I might not be allowed to compete in professional sports, but, like, just think about the, the children I could make happy by going into Six Flags with one of those, like, hammer things. Is like, I literally, like, comic book, shoot the bell off into space. It's great. And so, like, the downside is I need to stay within, like, civilization. Can't really go, like, camping as much anymore. But, um... I mean, that's okay. And then also living alone would be a problem. But it's like, I, I can limit myself to civilization for the rest of my life for like such great abilities. And it's like, I can run like 60 miles per hour or something. It's great. So the biggest fault I'm seeing or the worst case scenario I'm seeing is just like the worst night is you forget to plug in your phone. You forget to plug in yourself, all right? Yep. And worst case scenario is you can't move. But, I mean, most people today have, what, like Alexa or Google set up somewhere in their house? <laughs> well, life, your jaw is their house. There's no way. I have one in my room, so I can't say that word. But she who shall not be named, if you, <laughs> I'm, I'd imagine it'd be, in fact, I'm going to try right now. Alexa, 
Nope. Didn't activate. Can't okay. say, can't say it without uh So huh. So uh, um for for me uh th- this is going to be very important to my answer. Um does my pancreas increase in power by 400% or does my diabetes? Uh, well, Neither my first question is, is direct. your pancreas attached to your skeleton? It, Directly. Okay. No. <laughs> this doesn't increase the power of everything in my body. Uh, well, no. It's only things that it, your skeleton like has to do with. I would say no, it does not so affect it makes, it makes my bones stronger? More or less, which brings me to a thought, actually. So I, um, I can't break any more bones, but I gotta plug myself in. I mean, yeah. theoretically, if you, with, like, enough pressure, like, it's, let's just say it's made of titanium, well, like, you could still break it. It's just, yeah, it's gonna be infinitely harder. Uh, yeah, it's a lot less realistic. Um, so my I, thought is... You know what I'm saying. Go ahead, mm, go ahead. What, what happens to your muscles then? Because do your muscles become like unnecessary and that they start withering away since the endoskeleton's doing all the work for them? Well, may I don't know because it's like just going with the hypothetical, like straight up, the like I, your the skeleton like has to have joints between like your two bones. So let's just take your knee for example. And so it's like the 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 exoskeleton like metal rods are connected with a joint at your knee. And so like that joint now has the power of like the exoskeleton. So like theoretically you're depending on how the surgery went, your knee muscles are still there and so they're still like technically being used. But I guess th- th- that might like put them in danger of being ripped if well yes that's what i'm saying the muscles if i recall right continues continue staying healthy by being used and since they're not going to be being like well they'd still be moved it's just the problem could be that they could be ripped at that point yeah i'm i'm you said it would increase my my ability to do things by 300 percent right physical abilities limited to like that you're with skeleton restrictions yeah so that implies muscle increase of 300 percent basically yeah so like maybe endoskeleton isn't the perfect or maybe an endoskeleton implies some form of robotic muscles but basically the point like the point is physical attributes in terms of like strength that your muscles control with your skeleton okay okay Gotcha. Um, I don't think I would. All right. So final thoughts. Daniel's not going to do it. I'm doing it. Lindsay, you on board? I don't think I will. That's just what? another thing that <laughs> ties me up. I don't think I would want another thing to keep me held oh, down. Oh, or... my goodness. It's just nothing I got to worry about every day. Like, yeah. I like to go out and do athletic things and outdoorsy things. And, like, it's a pretty satisfying and a good sense of accomplishment when I hit milestones or new goals in that. And that would kind of take away from that because I've given myself a boost, you know? I don't think you understood the term Wheaties box face on it. <laughs> like, every child's dream is to be on a cereal box. You you have your ticket. Or at minimum, like, science O's, you're on that one. 
maybe not maybe Wheaties exclu- uh, has in their like sub bylines that you can't be a augmented individual I don't actually know all right and then Daniel I think you have a word from our sponsor oh that's right uh this next segment is sponsored by lollipop flavored suckers for when you want a lollipop but just don't have the time now uh this next segment is going to be the dream journal uh brent had a really interesting dream last night he wrote it down this morning and we're going to talk about it so brent what do you got if you can hear right here here's my notebook it's ready um so really quick quick background uh, I did my my 10 second internet search and on the article five reasons why you should keep a dream journal by uh, Kenzie Fitzpatrick. So the reasons uh, they put is process your emotions, feel your creativity, learn to overcome anxiety, uh, more opportunities to lucid dream and then interpreting your dreams is fun. Now, originally I did the I kept the dream journal because I wanted to increase my ability to lucid dream, but eventually after keeping it, I was like, you know what? Lucid dreams are pretty boring. Like I can do whatever I want. Like what's the point? Like I'd rather have the limitations of a normal dream. And so, like I just started keeping it because like they were interesting. And so, um I'm going to the way this format is going to work for now, at least, I'm just going to read directly what I have in the journal, and then you guys can cut in at any point if you have questions or clarifying questions. And so I'll get through the entire thing, and then we will uh, discuss the, um, like, maybe interpret it or maybe just go off, the like, what it implies. We'll, we'll just, we'll play around with it. Now, when I read this, I haven't entirely prepared it, and you have to keep in mind, when I write these things, it's literally in four, like at four in the morning, I woke up, I had a dream, and I'm like, all right, dream journal. Reach over my uh, bed, grab the dream journal, and then in pitch black darkness, I get the pen <laughs> out and just write based on where I know my uh, hand will be and how big my words are, and just write on that. And so it's like, the sometimes it's hard for me to read yeah doctor's note does it no justice but um so (laughs) and then also i'm not fully lucid uh at that um or fully aware at that point but yeah so also the these i was uh last night i or this morning i woke up and i was like man that was a pretty weird dream i could put it in a journal but i was like "Ah, i'm really tired but then i was like wait a minute i'm recording a podcast later and there's a dream journal segment i need to write this so i hope you guys realize that i sacrificed uh my ability to go instantly back to sleep for this anyway we're, we're gonna start out with here so starts out i'm driving by and i see a an area where police cars are kept and it's like a gated um area with just a bunch of police cars and in the like parking lot and it's got a fence around it and i'm driving by and i noticed that one of the uh the lights go off like on it the like alarms or uh sirens and so i'm like that's weird continue driving in my dream something happens i don't remember that point is i end up driving back and so when i'm driving back i notice that there's a police officer there and he's checking it out and um like at the second he enters all the lights go on for the like and sirens for every single car and so i'm like that's pretty weird i was like you know what in my dream i'm pretty adventurous so i'm like let's check it out and so i i go in and i check it out and so like there's the officer there 
and there's two other guys and those two guys were like trying to steal stuff by the way if you didn't know bank vaults are kept within the uh police car like parking lot headquarters because in the middle there was a bank vault and um so they had gotten it open but they're just chilling there and the police officers there like about to arrest them and then he sees me and he thinks i'm with them and so i'm like wait a second wait a second i'm not with them he's like prove it and i was like i saw you uh entering the building and i gave a recount of like what i saw up until that point i was like all right you're cool but uh come here there was a problem and i was like what okay problem and i go over to him and he's like Basically, I don't remember the exact situation, but there was, uh, what I put was, we know that they need to get a certain chemical formula correct in order to save the day. Uh, and so, the in my dream, like, I already can't do chemical equations anymore from Chemistry 1, and in my dream, I especially can't do chemical equations. And so, there was, I can't remember the first chemical, but it was something fluoride, and then there was another chemical, and they don't know how to combine them. Which, uh, like for chemical formulas, if you don't know, that you have like two inputs and then an output. And for the reaction to take place, you need to have equal amounts of input and output. And so uh, I was like, I need to balance these chemical formulas. But the problem was they only had laundry detergent. And so I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? And so I've got two bottles of laundry detergent. And I was like, I was telling the police officer all this. I was like, little known fact, they actually list every uh, chemical within laundry detergent on the back. I don't actually know if that's true. And so I'm looking at these bottles of laundry detergent. And I'm like, I need to know how to combine these. And one laundry detergent bottle didn't have the right chemical I needed in like the correct amount. And so I was like, I don't know how to do this. And um, so, do, 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 do. so I, I decide to like just combine the two and um, it ends up not working and the dream ends because I would have died. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Thoughts, comments, concerns. First, first thought that came into my head is you're trying to get into a building that's gated yep. and there's uh, legal officials of some sort um, around it. Uh, almost makes me think that you were going to bed thinking about the raiding of Area 51 that's going on. Uh, Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. How, how right you are. I actually um, wasn't, my, but okay. Someone did then, have an Area 51 shirt, though, that I saw the other day. So maybe it was subconsciously. And uh, my next thought that came, this is my the second and last one that I had was, Knowing you very well, you take pride in like knowing information and like the usefulness it could amount to. You maybe subconsciously you are thinking about like information that you aren't very like uh, familiar with, like balancing chemical equations and combining chemicals. Like maybe subconsciously you feel like you might need to know that. Uh, is my subconscious specifically worried about laundry ter- detergent chemical equations? I don't. Or? I have no idea what laundry detergent could mean. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. What do you Daniel? think, Brent? What, what What do you think about your dream? You, you've had a lot of time to think about it, so I have. Well, so the first off, I just th- cure like 
the following a police officer into the bank vault within the parking lot of the local police station's uh, vehicle lot. That 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 part I just chalk up to normal things. Uh, laundry detergent, <laughs> though, I um, uh, well, I I okay, I don't know. Um, I I did laundry on Saturday. And, but I had plenty of laundry detergent, and I didn't need to know the chemical formula of it. Do you <laughs> need to do laundry soon? How often do you do laundry? About once a week. Were you, were you thinking about the time I visited your dorm and had to go into a lake to recover a frisbee? <laughs> yes. So I had to do laundry? <laughs> May, maybe. May and, and then I, be... I just took detergent from the people who left it in the laundry room. Um, yeah, that that event that happened like almost uh, five months ago now. Yeah, something like that. That was probably <laughs> on the forefront that? of my mind, most likely. And then the the second one I had, uh, I'll give a very uh, brief rundown of it. Basically, I work at a department store. I go out and there's a Dutch police officer. And I know this, of course, because every Dutch police officer has a beret and a revolver pistol. <laughs> which in my dream is just assumed to be known. And so I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, what's going on? And he's like, listen, your your parking lot could be much more efficient if your cars didn't park like in linear lines, is what he told me. And I was like, well, of course we could do that, but we'd need robots for that. And he was like, you have robots. And of course, right then I remembered that, of course, we have an entire parking lot full of robots. And I don't remember exactly, or I don't know what they did, but I just knew in my dream, of course, that we had a parking lot full of robots. But I was like, yeah, but their programming isn't for that. And he was like, oh, you'll regret it, that. And I was like, what? And so he somehow turned all the robots against me. And I was like, what the heck? This is, that's stupid. And so I run inside, but one gets in. And so I lock the door and then like, I'm wrestling this robot. And it, little known fact, all robots have an off switch at the back of their neck. So I'm able to turn it off, and it's chill. My manager, who is Tyler Hoechland, by the way, uh, he's in Teen Wolf. He's like the main uh, like werewolf dude. Uh, he comes up to me, and he's like, what's going on, Brent? I was like, Tyler Hoechland, my manager, listen, the robots have gone rogue. And he's like, we need to block off all the exits. And so we, uh, we ran to the roof for the first exit, and they had already punched through the ventilation shaft. And... Um, that I was like, all right, we just got to turn them off. But they, their off switches had been ripped off. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. And like from there, my dream became like a movie sequence where it's like all the robots climbing up the walls. And I'm just observing like them coming at every door. And then there was this one robot with like a human face, but like he, he couldn't really walk. And so he fell down. But then the Dutch police officer went up to him. It was like, uh listen land speed i think that was the robot's name land speed he was like i've got a special task for you and then the dream ended okay mm. so um you you seem to be pretty good at making enemies of the police uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that's my primary su uh subconscious fear um now this robot with the human face yep i'm picturing um oh, I want to say it's from Spy Kids when that robot comes up and there's a screen. It's just his face on the screen where the robot's head would be. Am no, I, am I thinking like, is that Spy Kids? He he almost looked like Bruce Willis. He he 
Okay. So describe these. Were they like? They they were they were exactly like the robots from iRobot, the Will Smith okay. movie. Okay, I got. Gotcha. I was picturing like the really blocky thing, like a stereotypical like how I would draw a robot because I can't draw iRobot. I can definitely tell why Tyler Hoechlin was in my dream. It's because I had just seen him in a trailer for a, a romantic comedy before uh, going to bed. So that's probably why he was my manager. Yeah. Um, also, when we were gearing up to record episode one, you started talking about Teen Wolf. You talk about Teen Wolf a lot, Brent. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great TV show. Who who doesn't like teenagers? Are you obsessed with Teen Wolf? Unhealthily. Um, uh, and the police. Well, like, I don't know. I really like werewolves and vampires. This isn't about me. This is this is about a different <laughs> aspect of me. Have you been listening me. to NWA? <laughs> uh, well, I think the the moral of the story is the next time I see a uh, a Dutch police officer, I uh, I should not let him give me advice on how to park the cars in my uh, convenience store. When do you want to take it from here? Next segment? Next segment, we have our first of them all. It is a bombastic quote. Wow. This bombastic quote is brought to you by yours truly, Daniel, the diabetic. And it states, the present is just the future's past. Wow. Following that, Daniel, next big thing. Man sounds deep but it it's really really not obviously thing fads are coming in and out of pop culture all the time you know last year Fortnite blew up like crazy or it might have been two years ago now um and then apex and pokemon go blew up at one point you know there's just all these different big things coming around and what we do in this segment is we're going to surmise what we think the next big thing is. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to kick it off? Sure. Legitimately, I would have to guess watches. I think watches are making a huge comeback. Uh, I've seen an increase people at work wanting to wear them frequently. But more of a random guess, I would probably have to say laceless shoes. I just feel like it's going to be freeing for people. People are going to be excited about it. The ability to slip on full shit with ease. So yeah, everyone's going to be wearing slippers. Haglets are no longer necessary. No, I completely disagree. Uh, a laceless future is a future I can get behind. I can just slip my shoes on in the morning and go. That's incredible. Exactly. I mean, you can do that with laces. You just ha- you have them pre-tied, and then the, like you wear down the shoe enough that you can just slip your foot in. Yeah, but then you still gotta like put your finger on the back and like pull it up from the bottom of your foot. It's if, more if breathable casual. if you're not having it tight, though. Nah. Now, we'll don't. I can't explain this. It's just what the kids are doing now. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, I, I, do Daniel, do you have your? All right, well, the, the, Lindsay partly stole my f- thunder. Quick background on my economics. I don't like to brag, but I did get an A in microeconomics. Uh, I don't remember the class wow. number. I know how to b- draw a supply and demand graph. And you know what that graph is telling me right now? Wait, what's it telling me? It's telling me that light up shoes are the next thing. Light I had this before, shoes. Lindsay. 
But yeah, light up shoes is going to be great because you know what everyone's thinking right now, right? The, the days are getting shorter. It's becoming December. Uh, it happens every year. Crazy. And we need light up shoes because how are you going to see like where you are without a where light up stepping? shoe? Yeah. yeah. And th- huh. frankly, they're cool. Everyone had them when they were a kid and they were like, you know what? Looking back, that was one of the best pair of shoes I ever had. And so uh, I think light up shoes are coming back in a okay. big way. Plug the numbers for me and see what laceless light up shoes are looking like in the future uh i it's a paradox they can't I both exist at the same time why is that because everyone knows that a good pair of light up shoes puts the light on the aglet enough said <laughs> all right all right well, that's um, fair yeah i have one and i think you guys had some good submissions i think you might legitimately be right but i think what we failed to consider here is that all these fads pokemon go uh, whatever video game, whatever trend, you know, everyone's looking to satisfy like this deep emptiness within them with something. And that's why I think the next big thing is going to be Jujubee's the candy. Now, <laughs> I used to love these things when I was in seventh grade. And like, I would just get these boxes, and they only sold them at the Walgreens in my area. And I would just eat these things and eat these things, and they were so good. They were even better when you like had a whole mouthful and all the flavors mixed together. And I was picking up a prescription from a Walgreens in my college town, and I look in the candy section, and there are Jujubees, four for four. And I'm like, oh, man, I haven't had these in forever. So I, I buy four, and I get back to my apartment, and I start eating them. I'm like, wow, these are terrible. No. But I kept eating them. Okay. And I, I kept eating them, and now I can't stop. It doesn't matter how I feel about them. I can't stop. <laughs> that's why I think they're going to be the next big thing. So tell me. Coming what up does with this the, crippling addiction on the podcast. What does this fad of Jujubees look like? Does it look like every store sells them? Does it look like everyone has a box or bag of them in their hand? Like, what does that look like? I mean, every store sells them. I mean... You'll you'll be able to buy them at the counter when you're at restaurants. Uh, desserts from everywhere are just going to start incorporating jujubes into. What about them. food trucks? Because uh, everyone knows food trucks are still big. If I go to my my uh, neighborhood food truck, are they going to have jujubes? Maybe a juju beetle. <laughs> what? Juju, yeah, yeah, like I they see, sell jujubes out of a uh, Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Correct. Now it, it's spelled like jujubes, J U J U B E S, but you know it's called jujubes because they have a picture of a bee on the front. So that's kind of like their their mascot. And so you're like, oh, jujubes, not jujubes. So juju beetles. Oh man, I can't. I can't even imagine. Like, are these different flavors? Are they just different shapes? Like, what, what do you, what do you think about juju beetles? Tell tell me what that is in your mind. My mind, my mind went to selling them like a food truck through a Volkswagen Beetle. Just went from B, finished it off with Beetle. But Juju Beetles, I, I imagine flying candy. Wow. Flying That candy. you have to jump around and catch with your mouth. Now, do you think there will be a whole line of Juju insect candies? Um, will, they, will they become t- collectibles and tradables? Will there be a Juju Bees trading card game? Will it become that big? I guess we'll just have to see. Well, I already have the trading card game. I think so. 
Oh, bread was cool before it became a fad. Exactly. Wow. And I'm going to hop Brent, off the you... second it becomes popular. You want to <laughs> talk about it, Brent? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. With that, I believe that uh, wraps up episode two. Uh, again, we want to thank everyone for the views and the subscriptions on YouTube. With that, as well as Spotify and Anchor, uh, we have this posted so those who have listened to it. Uh, and again, soon to be on Google and Apple Music. Again, along if you have others. any, yep. along with others, if you have any. Um, again, with that, if you have any ideas for us, any feedback, let us know in the comments of anything, such as YouTube or um, an Instagram. You can send a message to us. But for now, this is your Bombastic Podcast. See you next time.